Hey everybody, it's Andy. Welcome or welcome back to the Gwinnett Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, we would love it if you would take just a moment to download the Gwinnett Church app where you can have access to all of our recent message content as well as find out about what's going on around here at Gwinnett Church. And the app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. Most importantly, however, I hope the following presentation inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. A couple years ago, I had the opportunity uh, to be in a meeting with some other pastors and we had this guest speaker and he came in and kind of the goal, he was, he was talking to us about um, enduring and resilience and uh, kind of basically he was talking about how uh, to finish well in regards to pastoral ministry. Um, so how do you finish well? And, uh, and he told us this story uh, that has stuck with me. He talked about um, his decision uh, some time ago to run a marathon with his sister. Uh, do we have any marathon runners in the house? Does anybody run a marathon? Yeah, okay, all right. We got a couple psychopaths. Um, and so, <laughs> so he decided uh, he was gonna run a marathon. His sister had always wanted to run a marathon. And, uh, and so she was like, hey, will you, will you please run this with me? You know, I don't wanna do this alone. And so he was like, all right, I'm gonna be a good brother and I'm gonna run this marathon with uh, my sister. And so the two of them, they trained together. They even hired a coach uh, to help coach them, to get them ready uh, for this marathon. And he's like, man, going into this, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm like, this is amazing. We're gonna crush it. And so the two of them, uh, they, they, they set out, they, they did this marathon. He's like, we started so well. We were, we were, we were just going and, uh, and we're just trucking along. He's like, we hit the halfway point. We're going, we're like, we're like in front of like a lot of people. They were like, we're, we're feeling really, really good. We have a good pace. And, uh, and he said, you know, so they were, they had such a good pace. He was like, after we crossed the halfway point, um, we didn't want to slow down. And so we skipped a few of the hydration stations. We're just going. He's like, and I'm not worried about it. I'm feeling great. And so he's like, we skipped some of these hydration stations and we're, we're going. And he said, and then, uh, we came up on about mile 24. They're so close. He's like, we're, we came up to about mile 24 and he said, you know, we're running. And, and at this point he said, you know, my sister got, uh, what is called the, the runner's high, which, um, I don't believe that's a thing. Um, and so, uh, so some people will swear like, oh, it's this euphoria that you feel when you're running. I'm like, I never feel anything other than tired. And so I'm like, uh, what? Like, and, and then people will say you have to run longer. And I'm like, well, then I don't want it. And so, um, and, and so, but he said, you know, he's like, my sister, uh, she's starting to feel this runner's high and she's like, you know, expressing gratitude and, and, and she's talking spiritual things while they're running. She's just like, oh my gosh, like, aren't you just, don't we feel so blessed? And he's like, uh-huh. And then, and she's like, oh my gosh, I just feel like God is carrying us. And he said, it was at that point, he said, I felt my vision go tunnel. And he said, I, he told us, I, I never forget, he goes, I don't know if I said it out loud or not, but I remember thinking God might be carrying you, but I think he's dropped me. You know what I mean? And he said, at that point, he just, you know, and his legs went jello and he's like, and I collapsed right there at mile 24. He'd almost made it to the finish line. And he was like, man, I ended up having to get taken to uh, one of their little med stations. They had to give me an IV. I had to get uh, hydrated. They were like, why did you skip the station? And he was like, cause I was running so good. And then, uh, and then he ends up having to get some medical treatment and he's 
said, thankfully, um, I did get to go across the finish line, you know, with my little IV in tote, just like, yeah, you know. Uh, he said, but while I was sitting there getting treatment, you know, I had to watch all these other people like run across, like, man, hands in the air. They were excited about how they finished. And he was like, I was disappointed. He's like, you know, I, I got to go across the finish line, but he said, I was disappointed because that's not the way I wanted to cross the finish line. He said, that's not the way I wanted to, to cross the finish line. He's like, I wanted to finish well. I had trained uh, hard. I had every intention of finishing well. And because I made uh, a couple poor choices along the way on that run, he goes, I did not finish well. And he told us as a group of pastors, he said, you know, as I reflected on that race afterwards, he said, I was reflecting on it. And I, I remember, uh, he said, the lesson that I feel like I've learned has so much more to do uh, with life than with racing. He said, as I was reflecting on that race, the lesson that, that I've pulled from that is that life, and you've heard this, it's like a marathon. It's not a sprint, surely. He says, life is like a marathon. He says, it's one that we all run and we all finish, but we don't all finish well. He says, life he goes, we all run it. We all run this marathon called life. He goes, and we all finish eventually. And your finish line might be different than mine. And we don't know when that finish line is always gonna come. He says, life is a marathon that we all run and we all finish, but we won't all finish well. He said, I wanna finish well. And I want you to finish well as well. And so that's what we're gonna be talking about today is how do we run and finish well, uh, when that when that pastor friend of mine shared that story with us, um, it 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 kind of rattled me, and it's been something that um, I've been really thinking a lot about over the past few years. And the the older I get, uh, the more important uh, this idea becomes to me. Um, as I'm approaching 40, um, for me, you guys, uh, this is something that's becoming all the more important. I want to make sure that I'm running well so that I finish well. And one of the reasons why it's become really, really important to me is because uh, the older I get, you guys, the more people I see uh, specifically in my field, in pastoral ministry, the more people I see uh, that falter, that trip up, that fail and fall short. And they fail morally or they blow up their marriage or they burn out and they tap out and they give up and they fail to finish well. They fail to finish with their integrity intact, with their character intact, with their reputation intact. They fail to, to finish with their marriage intact. They fail to finish with the relationships with their kids or their grandkids intact. They fail to finish with their legacy intact or having a legacy worth passing on to others. And many of you have seen this as well. And what you know is that when they fail and they fall short, it doesn't just affect their race, does it? It affects others as well. You've all seen those bike races in like the Tour de France where the one guy at the front falls. And then what happens? You watch the video a thousand times, right? Like and what happens is everybody else behind that racer falls as well. You just watch people just, and it's chaos. And the same is true in our life. When we fail and fall short and when we fail to finish well, right? It doesn't just affect our race. It affects the race of others, those that are in our lives and those that we influence and that we lead and that we're called to care for and to love and to serve. 
And so I've been taking this really, really seriously. I've been, I've been thinking about it as I watch some people in my own life that do what I do, uh, who haven't finished well. Some of them, my friends, y'all, in the past few years, I've watched some heroes. Oh, some heroes in the faith and in the church not finish well. People that I, that I used to listen to and watch and read for years. And I've watched them not finish well. And I've watched the, the devastation that, that has led from that. And it's shaken me. It, it, it's, it's, it's shaken me. And part of what's shaken me about this is uh, when I looked at those people's lives um, from a distance, you guys, I would have said, these are way better men than me. And what's shaken me is this thought that if it could happen to them, it could happen to me. If, If they could get distracted, if they could get tempted, if they could fall into sin and into struggle and to do that in silence until all of a sudden it blows up, then that could happen to me if they could take their eye off the ball, off the finish line, off the, the, their destination, if they could take their eye off the prize and find themselves running after or chasing after things that, that aren't the main thing, that could happen to me. If they could fall and fumble, then that could happen to me as well. And we should all, you guys, we should all resist the temptation to point the finger and go, that'll never be me. That, that could never happen to me. And instead, what we should be humbly doing, and this is what I'm trying to do, what we should be humbly doing is going, how do I run well so that I finish well, so that I do everything in my power to ensure that that doesn't happen to me? Because it could happen to me and it could happen to you. We're all gonna run. We're all gonna finish. It's not guaranteed that we're all gonna finish well. And so the question that I've been asking that I want us to be asking uh, for our own sake and for the sake of those in your life and in your sphere of influence, those that you love, those that you lead, those that you're in relationship with, right? The, the question that I've been asking is how do we run well now so we finish well later? How do we run well now so that we finish well Later, And that's what we're going to talk about this morning uh, with our time together. We're going to talk about how to run well now so that we finish well later. That same guy that taught us uh, that, that day, uh, he mentioned uh, to us, he said, hey, um, uh, something that I'm learning is that when you see someone cross the finish line well, He's like in racing and in life, when you see someone finish uh, a season that you're currently in and they're a little bit ahead of you and they finished that season and they did it well, he's like, you should learn from them. When you see someone cross the finish line, like, yo, Adrian, he's like, he's like, those people, you need to learn from them and you need to sit down with them and you need to take note and you need to find out what they did that made them finish well. And so he encouraged us to be sitting down. He said, hey, you know what? Like find people that finished their career well, that retired well, that retired with their integrity and their character and, and their reputation intact that are still spoken well of in their office. He's like, find those people. He goes and learn from them. Find people that got 40 plus years of marriage. All you married people. Find someone like that. Go sit down with them and go ask them, how have you made it this far? Like, seriously, how? You know what I mean? Like, he's like, he's like, go find some of those people. Find people who they've got a great relationship with their adult children or their grandchildren. And he's like, find those people, learn from them, learn what they're doing, learn what they did to do 
that well. He's like, and even pay attention to those that have finished the race of life. He's like, look at those people who uh, they're spoken well of by those that they've left behind. They're still uh, mentioned well. They still have an impact. You can see their legacy at play. He's like, and learn some of the things that they did from their loved ones. He's like, pay attention to the people who finished well and learn from them. Learn how to run well now so you can finish well later. And so I've been doing that. I've been trying to sit down with some people and been trying to ask questions, been taking notes, right? And I would encourage you to do the same. But another place that I've been looking in order to get wisdom on this, on how to run well so that we can finish well is surprise, surprise. I've been looking at the scriptures. I've been, I've been, I've been looking into the, the scriptures and as a Christian and as a pastor, like I know that you would expect me to say that, right? And, and often we will go to the scriptures uh, to get guidance from God, uh, to get spiritual wisdom, uh, to get encouragement, to get uh, conviction, to get direction, right? We'll go to the scriptures. But uh, also uh, what's amazing is that I've been going to the scriptures lately also uh, to, to uh, allow God to teach me how to run well from the lives of those who finished well. Now you may or may not know this, but there are over a hundred biographies of people in your Bibles. And two thirds, just to be straightforward with you, two thirds of them don't finish well, but a third of them do. They finish gloriously well and it's worth paying attention to. These people's lives are worth paying attention to because in them we can learn how to run well now so that we finish well later. And we all want to finish well. And one of those people who did finish well, you guys, was, uh, was a guy um, who we talk about often. Uh, we, we study him. We, we read his teachings often. It's a guy uh, by the name of Paul. And Paul is one of the guys who he finished well. He, he finished, he ran his race and, and he finished well in the face of temptation and, and struggle and suffering and pain and persecution. This guy ran and finished well. And one of the things I've been asking is, okay, well, how did he do it? What were some things that Paul did in order to, to finish well? I mean, like, look what he says at the end of his life. This is, this is so amazing. He says this with confidence to one of his Proteges, this guy named Timothy, and in the book of Second Timothy, which many believe this is like the last letter that he wrote, um, and it's at least the last letter that we have that was written by him before uh, his eventual execution. Um, but Paul wrote to Timothy, this is at the end of his life, he says, for I'm already being poured out like a drink offering. The time for my departure is near. He says, I've, I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. He says, and now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to those who have longed for his appearing. The apostle Paul is, sees the finish line of his life in sight. He can see it. He's like, I know, like I'm probably not getting out of this prison. And he writes to his young friend and he can, as he looks back on his life, he sees his finish line in sight. He's like, my time is here. My time is near. And he says about his life, he goes, look, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I kept the faith. Oh, I fought. It was hard. It was hard to run. There were hills. There were, there were difficult times. He's like, but I, but I fought the good fight. And I finished this race 
and I kept my faith. And man, when I, when I read that, you guys, I, I think to myself, man, I, that would be a great epitaph, wouldn't it? That'd be a great thing to be said about your life, about mine. Man, we fought the good fight. We, we finished the race. We kept the faith. We finished, finished with our integrity intact. We finished with our character intact. We finished with our reputation intact. We finished with healthy souls. We finished holding on to our faith, right? We finished well. Apostle Paul says, I'm finishing well. And the question is, how did he do it? Well, a careful study uh, in the scriptures, if you read through most of the New Testament, you guys, are letters that Paul's written. And all throughout his letters, as he writes to churches and as he writes to friends and as he writes to people that he was leading and mentoring along the way, as he writes, he dropped hints and he gave instructions. And if you read through these, these, these letters that Paul wrote to churches and to friends, you'll see he gives us some, some hints and some instructions along the way about how we can run well now so we finish well later. And so with, with, our, with our remaining minutes together, what I, what I wanna do is, I'm not gonna be able to share all of them with you because um, there's a lot. There's lots of things that Paul instructs. But this morning, what I wanna do is I wanna share with you four, four tips, four tips for running well today so that you finish well tomorrow from the life and the teachings of someone who finished well. I wanna, uh, I wanna share with you four tips for running well from the life of someone who finished well. And my hope is that these will be practical. Uh, I hope that they'll be encouraging. I hope that they'll be challenging. I hope that you'll be able to take some of these and you'll be able to apply them to your life so that you run well now so that you can finish well tomorrow and your legs don't give out at mile 24. For the sake of you, for the sake of your family, for the sake of your marriage, for the sake of your kids, for the sake of the next generation, for the sake of those that you impact, right? I I want us to be able to say that we finished well. And so I hope you'll be able to take some of this stuff. One of these tips, some of these tips, apply them in your lives so that you can run well now, so that you finish well tomorrow. Whenever that time comes, whenever your finish line comes, you'll be able to run through, arms held high. You'll be able to say, I fought the... Good fight. I finished my race. I kept the faith. So four tips on running well from someone who finished well. First one right here is pick a destination. You need to pick a destination. If you're going to run well now so that you finish well later, you need to pick a destination. Uh, you guys know this when you're when you're running, right? Like uh, running, uh, it's always better, and you're going to run more effectively and more efficiently when you have a goal or a destination or a finish line in mind. Yes. Otherwise, what you'll do is you'll find yourself running aimlessly and getting nowhere. And so uh, it's important for us uh, to be able to establish, to have a finish line in mind, a goal that we are running towards. Uh, Stephen Covey, uh, the, the leadership author, he talked about this. He said, begin with the end in mind, right? Like that's the same idea. He says, you should begin with the end in mind. You should establish, you should pre-decide a finish line that you've got in mind that you're going to run towards. And the apostle Paul, he did this so well, you guys. He constantly throughout his writing, he reminds people and tells people about the goal that he's running towards, about the finish line that he's got in mind. He, He does it in a number of places. He says, hey, I don't run aimlessly. He's like, I'm running 
running uh, in a direction. I have a goal. I have a finish line in mind. There is a prize on the other side of that finish line and I'm running towards it with everything that I've got. As a matter of fact, he says it beautifully. Uh, You can see it in Philippians. In Philippians chapter three, he says this. He says, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained this. So this is before Paul is uh, in the last leg of his race. So he's still running. He says, not that I've already obtained this or have already arrived at my goal. I'm not there yet. He says, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. He says, brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what's behind, straining towards what's ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You see it? Paul had a finish line in mind. He starts off and he he says, hey, I want to know Christ and be like Christ. And so experience the life that he has for me. He's like, that's my finish line. He's like, my finish line, what I'm running towards, the goal that I'm running towards, the direction I'm heading. He says, I want to know and be like Jesus and so experience the life that he has for me, the full, free and forever life that he has for me. He's like, that's my destination. That's where I'm running. That's where I'm heading. And with that finish line in mind, you guys, it helped him. It helped him to stay the course. It helped him to know uh, what to say yes to and what to say no to. It it established, it helped him to establish his guardrails, right? It it, it helped him uh, to choose his disciplines and what what was gonna matter most. And so it helped guide him and direct him having that finish line in mind. Mind And you guys, if we're gonna run well so that we finish well, we've got to have a finish line in mind. We've got to have a destination that we're running to. We've got to pick a destination and run towards it because then we can run with purpose. And when you've got a finish line in mind, you're able to run with purpose. And as you run with purpose, it helps you uh, to, to decide your yeses and your nos. Hey, is this leading me to the finish line that I've got in mind? If no, No, thank you. If yes, okay, keep going. It helps you to to establish your guardrails. It helps you to know what areas of your life where you need to be more disciplined. When you've got that finish line in mind, and so we need to establish a finish line in mind. If you're a if you're a Christ follower, I'm just telling you like that that the Apostle Paul's finish line. That's our finish line to know and be like Christ and to experience the life that he has for us, full, free, and forever. That's the finish line. That's the goal that we ought to have in mind if you're a follower of Jesus. But now listen, whether or not you're a follower of Jesus, there is a lesson in there. And that is that you need to pick a destination. You need to have a finish line in mind that you're running towards so you don't run aimlessly and end up somewhere you didn't wanna be. And so you should pick a destination, have a finish line in mind if we're gonna run well and finish well. So lesson one, pick a destination, establish your destination, find your finish line. Second, don't run alone. Now you guys, I, uh, 
am fiddling with this wire. But then uh, besides that, I, I already told you, I hate running, but if I have to run, uh, I like to run with other people. Uh, I, I actually need to run with other people. And so I, I, don't, I don't much love running, but uh, if I do run, I like to run with friends. Um, I have a couple guys uh, that, I, that I work out with. Um, and uh, one of the guys in the group that, that works out, he likes to go on runs after uh, some of the workouts. And, uh, and so I don't like him, um, but no, I'm teasing. <laughs> uh, but he likes to go on runs. And, um, and, and so as long as you know, everybody's going together, like the accountability, I'm like, okay. And, um, and I actually appreciate when I can run with them. Um, I don't much enjoy it by myself, but when I run with them, uh, they encourage me, they motivate me, they challenge me, uh, and they don't let me cheat myself or quit early. And so that's the benefit of being able to run with others, right? And the apostle Paul, he talks about the power and the importance of, of establishing and rooting yourself in community of, of running this journey of life together with others in the context of community. He talks about it a lot. He talks about how uh, choosing the wrong people uh, can actually lead to, to failure. He says, where bad company corrupts good character. But then he talks about the power and the importance. And one of those places that he writes about it is in the book of Galatians. This is what he says. He says to this church in Galatia and uh, they had gotten, he said, you started well, then you got off track. And now he's writing one, a little bit to scold them. If you go read the book of Galatians, he, he scolds them a little bit and he calls them to get back on track. And he teaches them towards the end, how they can help each other to get on track and stay on track in following Jesus in reaching that finish line of knowing and becoming like Jesus. And so he, he says to them, he says, Here's how you can get back on track and stay on track. He says, carry each other's burdens. And in this, he says, you will fulfill the law of Christ. And the law of Christ, for these guys, this was uh, the, the law of Christ that Jesus gave the disciples where he said, hey, you're gonna love God and you're to love others as I've loved you. He's like, and the way that you fulfill that, the way that you live that out, He's like, is in the context of community. The way that you live that out in your life is in the context of community with others. And so we say it around here all the time, you guys. We say that life, life, life is better connected, that we are better together. And so one of the reasons why we're always um, encouraging you to get into a small group is because we, we know that uh, when it comes to this marathon called life, right, that it's gonna be better if we run together. When you run with others, when you're established, when you're rooted and planted in community, right, you've got some people to encourage you along the way when you feel like giving up. You got some people to challenge you when you're settling and you're selling yourself short or when you're getting off track. You've got some people uh, to motivate you when you're facing those proverbial hills in life, right? He's like, man, you need some, some community and we need to run together if we're gonna run well and finish well. We need some people that we run with. Now, just food for thought. One of the things that I love that Andy says when it comes to picking your running mates when it comes to picking people that you're gonna run with through life, I love one of the things that Andy says. He says, when, you're, when it comes to picking people that you're running with, you ought to look for um, common values, not just common interests. When it comes to picking the people that you're gonna run through life with, something that you ought to look for are common values, 
and not just common interests, right? Your standard and your criteria for who you run through, run uh, this life together with ought to be more than we both like the dogs. You know what I mean? Like, like it's gotta be deeper than that. He says, it's gotta be common value, not just common interest. Meaning you guys, when you're, when, it, when you're looking for people to run with in this life, find people that have a similar finish line in mind. Yes? Find others who have a similar finish line in mind for their marriage, for their character, for their integrity, for their faith. Find people who have a similar finish line in mind. That way you're both running and holding each other accountable to the same destination. Otherwise, you will find yourself running in opposite directions or being pulled in the wrong direction. And so be kind to everyone, absolutely. Be generous with everyone, absolutely. But when it comes to who you're running with, your inner circle, the people that you run through this life with, that you run together in life with, look for common values and not just common interests. Look for people who have a similar finish line in mind as you. So if we're gonna run well, right? We've gotta define our finish line. We've gotta pick a destination. We've gotta, we've gotta run together with others. Don't run alone. Then we also see in the, the Apostle Paul's life, one of the things that he encourages and, and calls us to all the time is to pay attention, to pay attention. Now, any of our runners, uh, do we have uh, you know, people that run? I know that we only had like two marathon people, but do we have other people that just run? Like you just run for fun? Yeah, okay. There's less of you. I'm like, what? Who is doing this? Okay. So, uh, but, but our, <laughs> the two people ran a marathon, but they don't actually like it. They didn't raise their hand. Like, I, don't, I don't do that anymore. Um, and so shin splints, right? And so, but those of you that, that run, right? Something that you know is that when you run, you need to pay attention. You need to pay attention to your surroundings. You need to pay attention to uh, your breathing and your pace and what your body is telling you. You need to pay attention to the path that you're on. I got a friend uh, who uh, he, he recently, he, he said, hey, I was trying to get back into shape, trying to get back into running. And he got up and ran the other morning and he said, and I wasn't paying attention and it was kind of dark out and I should have known that I like, should have worn a headlamp or something. And he's like, and I slipped on an acorn, which I'm like, what? He's like slipped on an acorn, like, like, like a marble in Home Alone or something, right? And he slips and he's like, oh, man, I took a massive like gash out of my elbow. And so he came and he had like his elbow wrapped up and I was like, what's the matter? And he was like, well, I was trying to get in shape, but nah, you know? And so, and so, you know, when you're running, you have to pay attention. And in the same way, as we run this marathon that we call life, as we journey through life, one of the things that the apostle Paul consistently encourages his readers and those that he was leading and those that he was mentoring to do, he's like, hey, if you're gonna run well so that you finish well, you need to pay attention too. He's like, you need to pay attention to your surroundings. You need to pay attention to what's going on in culture. You need to pay attention not to believe everything that you hear. And also you need to pay attention to your own life. Look what he says. He says this in Ephesians and literally the whole, this whole section that he's writing in, in Ephesians, where I'm gonna show you, he's talking about how to walk through life. So how to journey through life. And this is what he says. He says, be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. He says, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And when he says the days are evil, he's not talking about like 
witches and dragons and vampires. You know what I mean? He's going like, hey, if you just go the way that everybody else is going, if you're not paying attention, if you just go with the flow, you're gonna end up somewhere you never intended to go. And so he goes, he's literally telling these people, pay attention. Pay attention to how you're living. Pay attention to your own life. Pay attention to your surroundings. Pay attention to the way of culture. And, and, and as you're paying attention, hey, is culture taking me towards the finish line that I had in mind or is it going a different direction? If you're not paying attention, you'll just get swept up and you'll end up way off course. He says, so you gotta pay attention. Some things that you should pay attention to as you run this journey called life. You need to pay attention to your thoughts. You need to pay attention to the thoughts that are in your head and the things that you think about most and the thoughts that you entertain and the thoughts that you chase. And you should be asking yourself the question, if I chase this thought, if I follow this thought, if I listen to this thought long enough, is it going to help me get to the finish line that I had in mind? If not, we need to take that captive, make it obedient to Christ. If not, we need to change our stinking thinking and we need, we, we need to begin to change our inputs. But you need to pay attention to your thoughts. You need to pay attention to your motives. You should ask yourself regularly, why do I wanna do this? Why did I react that way? Why are we having this argument again? Why am I responding this way to my kids? Why am I getting so upset? You should be asking yourself regularly, pay attention to your motives, check your heart, Ask that question. Pay attention to your reactions. Your reactions are a good indicator of what's going on in here too. Pay attention to your reactions. You should pay attention to how you spend your time. You should pay attention to the things that you're spending your time on. And you should ask yourself, you should, we've talked about this before at our church, you guys. You should regularly do a time audit and go, are the things that I'm spending my time on leading me to the finish line that I have in mind? Or are they just a distraction? Or are they leading me in a different direction? Pay attention to how you spend your time. Pay attention to your schedule, to what's going on in your calendar. If one of the finish lines you've got in mind is, hey, I want, I want my marriage to finish well, and yet you never see date night on your calendar, that should be a red flag. If you go, man, I wanna finish well with a great relationship with my kids, and you never make time for them, that should be a red flag. If everything is always work, if you go, man, I wanna finish with my faith strong and intact, but you don't have any time for Jesus, you're not spending any consistent time and devotional time, you don't ever open up your Bible on your own, that should be a red flag. Pay attention to how you spend your time. You should pay attention. We gotta pay attention if we're gonna run well so that we finish well. We gotta pay attention to what's going on in here. We gotta pay attention to the things that are going on around us. And we gotta pay attention to where culture is leading and where it's drifting because it may not be the same finish line that we had in mind and that God has for us. And so we should pay, pay attention. Now, fourth thing, last one from, from the text. This last one is, if we're gonna run well so that we finish well, don't carry unnecessary weight. Now, when I say that, um, 
all the, all the CrossFitters are like, yeah, but what about my weighted vest that I run with? And I'm like, okay. Um, and so, um, there, there is, there, there's value to that. You know what I mean? All, all this, all the strong buff people that like do that for training. But, but ha, let me ask you this. Have you ever watched somebody um, who wins a marathon? The people that run uh, to win marathons and to win races, do you know what they wear? It's, it's actually comical. Almost nothing, right? They're definitely not wearing a weighted vest, right? They wear like the skimpiest shorts and like the lightest little like tank top and they are just going, right? And, and the reason why they're wearing so little clothing is because they're trying to run with as little weight or, or anything that's gonna hold them back, right? They're trying to run as free as they can possibly be with as little weight to hold them back as possible. They don't want anything weighing them down. That's how those people run. And that's how we ought to run in this life, right? Like not with as little clothing as possible, but with as little unnecessary weight in our life as possible, right? And the author of Hebrews, and we don't know who wrote Hebrews. Um, some, uh, some theologians argue that it was Paul. Some will say, no, it was Apollos or it was somebody else. And, um, and so we don't know specifically who authored the book of Hebrews, but what we do know is that the author of the book of Hebrews was, uh, was very uh, concerned with his audience running and finishing well. And very similarly to Paul, the author of Hebrews, uh, reference uh, used a lot of racing reference uh, to talk about life and faith. And so uh, the author of Hebrews, very similar. If Paul didn't write it, then the author of Hebrews and Paul would have agreed on this certainly. Um, But the author of Hebrews writes this about running our race. He says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, he says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And he says, and let us run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. He's writing to his audience and he says, hey, like, if we're gonna run well so that we finish well, he's like, if we're gonna run well now so we finish well tomorrow, he's like, then we gotta fix our eyes on Jesus. He's the pace setter and the prize. And we gotta run this race knowing that there's other people that have gone ahead and they've finished their race well. And we should think about them and we should run this race. He says, and the way that we're gonna run best is we gotta throw off the weight and the sin that holds us back. He's like, any unnecessary weight holding you back. He's like, you gotta drop it. You gotta drop it. And you guys, we all have baggage and unnecessary weight that we're tempted to hold on to and carry through life and try to carry across the finish line. And the truth is though, that we're not gonna be able to sprint across our finish line when that time comes, if we're carrying a bunch of unnecessary weight. And as a pastor, you guys, for, for the years that I've been pastoring, one of the areas where um, I see weight that hinders people back, one of the biggest weights that most people end up carrying through life that holds them down and uh, that holds them back and weighs them down. One of the biggest weights that I see people carry is the weight of unforgiveness. It's the weight of unforgiveness. And that could come in the form of you being unable to forgive yourself for something that you've done. And so it comes in the form of guilt or that could come in the form uh, of, of unforgiveness, anger and bitterness towards somebody who's done something to you. 
But I just want you to know that that weight, that is gonna, that is gonna hold you back, that is gonna weigh you down and you're never gonna be able to run full and free and well if you're holding on to that stuff. And so I just wanna encourage you that we have got to learn to forgive. We got to learn to forgive. And I know that that can be difficult and so I'm not trying to minimize either what you've done or what's been done to you. Uh, I, I wouldn't even be able to say this if it weren't for the fact of the one who taught us this is Jesus himself, who he went before us and he died and forgave those who mocked him, beat him, scorned him, ultimately put him to death, stabbed him in the back, uh, and he forgave freely those who had hurt him the most. And so the worst possible things were done to him and he was able to extend forgiveness. And then he calls us by his grace and by his power, he calls us to do the same so that we can run well and finish well. And so I just wanna encourage us, we've got to, by God's grace, And by his power, we've got to learn to forgive. And I know it won't always be easy and I know it may take time and I know it may even take help. You may need to ask for help. You may even need, you may may even need therapy or counseling to help you to learn to let that weight go, to forgive. But I'm telling you, it's gonna free you up so much. It's gonna free you up so much because you can't undo what you did And that person who hurt you can't give you back what they took. And so holding on to it isn't helping you or anyone else. And so we've got to learn. We've got to learn to follow the example of Jesus. And by his grace and by his power, we've got to learn to forgive so we can put that weight down and we can run well. And he also says that we should throw off the sin that easily entangles. And I'll be brief because I know I'm a little bit over time, but... There are some of you and you are continuing to try to run towards a finish line that you've got in mind all the while participating in behavior that's gonna trip you up, slow you down or get you off track. And right now it's okay because you think nobody knows about it or it doesn't seem like an issue or I've got it managed or I've got it under control. And I just want you to know that over time it, become, it gets worse, it gets harder to manage, it gets more difficult and eventually it's going to trip you up and take you out. And so whether that's, whether that's gossip whether that's pornography, whether that's overindulgence in alcohol or some other kind of substance. Like, I I don't know what that is for you, but there are behaviors that some of you are participating in and it's entangling you and it's ultimately gonna trip you up and it has the potential to take you out. And in love, I just wanna say, would you drop that? And we'd love to help because we want you to finish well. And so for four for tips for running well so that we can finish well. Pick a destination. Don't run alone. I forgot my third one. Don't run alone. (laughs) Pay attention. Remember your lines. (laughs) And throw off any unnecessary weight. Don't carry any unnecessary weight. And if we can do these things, right? These are things that the Apostle Paul encourages us to do so that we can run well and we can finish well. And there's one more, and I'll just be really brief with this. Um, this, is just, this is just bonus content from me, and I just wanna give it to you as you go because I recognize that it can be hard. Life comes at you fast. 
It can be difficult. This marathon of life can be challenging. And sometimes uh, some of you, you have been through some stuff. You have felt, some of you, you feel like you've been running uphill your whole life. Some of you have carried some heavy weights and you've been through some difficult things. And you feel like life has just kicked the mess out of you. I just wanna remind you also, and this is Reed speaking, this is not scripture, so take this one for what it's worth. But I just wanna remind you one more thing as you run. I want you to remember that it's okay to walk sometimes. It's okay to pace yourself. It's okay to slow down, to take a breath, to ask for help and to rest. It's okay to walk sometimes. You guys, the goal is to finish well, not finish fast. The goal is to finish well, not finish fast. And so it is okay to slow down and to have to walk sometimes and to have to ask for help. That, that is okay. And to those of you that feel like, man, Reed, I feel like I've already failed, fallen short, fallen flat on my face. I feel like uh, I've already messed this thing up. I feel like I've already fumbled along the way in my own race. Uh, Can I just tell you, welcome to the club. There's only one person that ran a perfect race and his name was Jesus. And thankfully, by grace through faith, uh, he gives us the power uh, to get back up when we fail and we fall short, to get up and to learn and to turn and to grow from our failures and mistakes, to dust ourselves off and to continue to run and to learn from those things and to apply these things in our lives so that we can still finish well. So don't give up on yourself. There is hope and there is grace for your race in the person of Jesus. So let me encourage you with that. So Gwinnett Church, let's run well. We're all gonna run. We're all gonna finish But how we finish is up to us. So let's finish well. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you that you care about where we end up. Thank you that you care about how we run. Uh, Thank you that um, in your goodness and your grace, you've preserved uh, these ancient texts uh, that we can learn from, uh, that you still speak through uh, to us into our lives. And thank you for the example of people like Paul who ran and finished well. I pray that we would learn from their lives. Um, We don't wanna run aimlessly. We wanna run uh, somewhere on purpose. We wanna run into the people that you've created us to be. And so I pray that you would help us take something from today, apply it in our own race and help us to run well so that we finish well tomorrow. Uh, We love you. And it's in Jesus name that we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen.